Hi everyone and welcome to episode four of One Step Beyond Cyber and I'm your host Scott Kreisberg but before we get started in this episode I have a very uh, minor request if you would uh, do us a big favor and if you find any value in what we go over today or you enjoy the um, information go ahead and give us a rating and even subscribe so let's go ahead and get started now um, today uh, I've got Tim Derrickson and I've got Mr. Roman Staten here. And what we're going to do is we're going to discuss the exciting topic of compliance and regulation, yes. right? So we're going to do our best <laughs> to make this entertaining. Um, but we're going to take the viewpoint from a small to medium-sized business owner or executive or the person who's responsible for um, having their company be compliant. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. But speaking of compliance, Roman, is there a disclaimer you would like to offer? Yes, as always, everybody please remember that this information is for educational and entertainment purposes. Nothing that we say can be construed as legal advice. So again, please take that in consideration. If you need to know anything, reach out for us. So. Well, thank you for that. No, did you get your law degree? Are you? Yeah. I did, actually. Right. Summa cum laude. <laughs> Summa cum something. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this a little bit. Um, I think I'm going to start off with, uh, let's see here. Uh, I have Tim. That would be me. My first, as my first question. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Tim, what is like, what is compliance um, and regulatory requirements? Um, you know, why does it exist? How does it affect businesses? All right, so we have a whole bunch of different types of compliances, right? We have our self-imposed. We have uh, National Institute Standards of Technology, NIST uh, framework, which would be compliance for making sure your environments are secure. We have FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, uh, where we make sure that people's uh, electronic information, credit cards, finances, are kept secure. These okay. are all compliances. Um, you have your regulatory from the government, which would be your FTC, and then we have our self-imposed ones. Compliance. I'm going to follow a set of rules to keep my environment safe, and those are the rules I follow. Um, and if something happens and I'm following those rules, FTC, um, or even the, the payment card industry, I had trouble with that yesterday, Roman. Um, <laughs> uh, the PCI, um, you would can be fined. So, I mean, you're going to follow a specific set of rules. They're going to test your environment or audit it, and they're going to look at everything and make sure you're following those rules. So, is there actually a compliance or regulatory police? Do they actually come after? Like, Not in most cases. Okay. Um, one it's, of the best things about uh, compliance for companies is that it's already a set of rules. You don't have to make them up. Um, so that's nice. But on the other side of it, while there's no police, they know exactly what they're looking for when they audit. Right. right. So and, you do have to look at that. And that is changing. So basically when someone gets breached nowadays, it's all reactive. Mm -hmm. I have I do a self-assessment and I look at everything and I say, okay, I, I provide this to PCI, the, the payment card industry, uh, and they look at it and they go, okay, they give me my, the rubber stamp. They say, I've done everything on this list. 
and then something happens. It's so like a certification? Okay. Uh, yeah, like a certification, uh, attestation. Attestation, okay. Um, and so when, they, when, when I do get breached, now they're coming and they're looking. And they're looking at it and they go, you did everything right, and they give you your blessing, and they figure out what happened and how they got through the controls. Um, if I did everything wrong, or if I didn't include everything, mm -hmm. that's when I get in trouble. So then the then they start fining me or doing whatever they're going to do. Got it. But that's also changing with FTC. But we'll yes. talk about that later. I think yeah, in the I podcast. Think, yeah. yeah, let's 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 get into that. Actually, we we might get into it now a little bit, but. Um, I'm going to guide this one over to Roman. Um, so can you provide a, a bit of an overview of the landscape for compliance and regulation um, as well as um, how, how the different compliances or regulations um, might more apply? Uh, Tim just touched on it a little bit, but how they might be more relevant, let's say, to one type of business sure. versus another sure. one. Um, there is always, so the landscape is ever-changing. Right, um, that's why you always have versions of things that come out. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission safeguards; these are actually fairly new um, standards that they've put out. Uh, the yeah. Department of Defense is actually has a model which uh, is going to go for their second, third change. Hopefully, at the end of this year, there's some rumblings that might get pushed to next year. So, there's always something on the horizon uh, with this. So, the landscape is pretty broad with each business. Um, you had mentioned what some businesses have all-inclusive, right? No matter what business you're in, um, you will have incident response plans, right? Business continuity. Obviously, they want to make sure you have antivirus, right? That you have a some sort of spam filtering. So all that is actually in compliance, um, and it goes across the board. But um, you have, Tim mentioned, the payment card industry, right? Those are people that take credit cards. If you don't take credit cards, you're not beholden to them. Uh, HIPAA, we all know HIPAA, the Health and Privacy Act. Um, obviously, if you're not taking, whether Roman has a gallstone or not, right, that your company doesn't do that, you're not required to follow HIPAA, right? So there are some industry regulations. Um, one of the things that I think is very interesting about um, compliance regulations, interesting, um, is payment card industry is not the same as the Federal Trade Commission, which deals with finance. Two separate things. One's interested in transactions, the other one's interactions with okay. the client. So it's a very unique nuance that each one of these have that are, uh, you know, I'd say business or industry specific. Wow. It's also interesting when you look at it that way, in the fact of they're very specific in the data that they protect and what mm -hmm. they're trying to protect. And I always find, that's what I find interesting because they are completely different and one doesn't cover the other. So it's, it's vital that our viewers actually, you know, find out what they need to comply with Absolutely. based on what type of business that yeah. they're in. All right, well, as a follow-up question on that, Roman, what are some of the main challenges that, um, you know, businesses face when they're trying to be uh, you know, good businesses and be compliant. And, um, you know, are there any common pitfalls that people, you know, have run into from your experience? Um, all of it. All of it is challenging, every bit of it. All right, so <laughs> let's go next. <laughs> um, no, they're the main one. I would say, honestly, it's got the main challenge that everybody that I see runs into is when they either find out that they have to start doing this or they're first getting into it is, Oh my God, I've got to do it all now. Everything's got to be done now. And it's, 
while yes, you want it to be done that way, that is not always the case. Um, and, and the reason I say that is because, for instance, I'll start with Department of Defense, right? I said okay. they have a model that they use. Uh, they have what's called a plan of action and milestone. So I'm trying to get everything ready so I can get this government contract and I'm gonna be audited. As long as they see that you have a plan to implement the controls that they have and a specific timeline in which to do it, that's what a plan is, um, you can pass that audit. I'm not saying you will, I'm saying you can pass that audit. Uh, same thing with uh, the health and privacy, they have a risk management that they want you to do, uh, written information security policies for other ones, right? So um, as long as you can get a plan and realize that not everything has to be done today, then I think you can breathe easier. And I'd say that's a big challenge most people have to overcome. Right. Well, I think a little easier. I think we also have to remember that they do have to have some type of security in place yes. along with that plan. I mean, you can't just open up the <laughs> network and say, I have my plan, but yeah. you haven't done anything or shown that you have made any progress in the plan. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, you know, I'll probably say this three or four times, but, you know, compliancy is, it's an activity. So it's something yeah. you actually do. And so many people are just trying to do it and put check marks that they, oh, look, I, I do have a plan. But has anybody read it? Right. Has anybody <laughs> actually, have you rehearsed the plan, you know? Have you, right. you know, so if you haven't and you've just checked the box, odds are you have a, a higher probability if you get breached that they might, you know, come after you. So, right. um, yeah, and I think also just to touch on it, and I know that we've talked about it in the in, in, in all the other podcasts, and the fact of security compliancy does not mean your environment is 100% secure. It just doesn't cover it because they're looking mm -hmm. at those specific things. Yeah, they're, 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 you're, it's right. part of it, right? Yeah, it's, oh, just it's part definitely of, yeah. it's a huge part yeah. of it. But I think that if you already have a security track working you already have you're working into your cybersecurity whether it's a cybersecurity stack your network that you set up your sim whatever it might be um, is the fact of i have something in place now i'm using the compliancy to even make it tighter yeah or yeah. or the other way around. or the other way around yeah. you have a compliancy but now i'm going to do more than what even they're expecting but yeah you know let's just keep that thought going uh roman it might be a bit repetitive or not but um what are some best practices um, for a business? You know, talk to the talk to the business owner, talk to the person inside their company that's been tasked. Uh, hey, get me compliant. You know, wh what are some best practices um, to, to, to achieve it? Right. Um, it it is very similar, right? Uh, and, it is similar. And not to be not to be redundant, but my father always told me, plan your work and then work your plan. Right, and we just talked about planning your work. However, working your plan is huge, and what that means is put actions to time. So the people that are in it, they need to say, okay, by Q2, this is what I want in place. By Q4, this is what's gonna be in place. Build yourself a roadmap, and, and so and, that you and can- Achieve those, right? So yeah. you can achieve those. And I would say, leave yourself enough time. Uh, this goes to businesses where, you, in order to achieve your compliance, you're gonna need a tool, right? You're gonna need some sort of, most of the time it's software, but you're gonna need something in place to achieve that. Give yourself enough time to run a demo. Find out if it's right for you. Not all solutions are 100% fit. Uh, so if you give yourself that time and build it into your plan, then I think that's gonna be the best thing that any business can do, really. Yeah, it's good advice. Get back to that plan, I execute like on that plan. 
Um, be consistent on that plan. Be oh, consistent. So. All right. All right. Let's uh, let's uh, let's turn the table here a little bit. Um, something bad happens. All right. You know, somebody uh, unfortunately experiences an incident. Um, if one is compliant, um, you know, how does this help them mitigate what tsunami it's, of yeah. badness <laughs> is uh, coming their yeah. way? You know, it actually helps a lot. It helps a lot when working with remediation, right? Um, you get breached, your email stolen, your credit card information is taken off of a computer, whatever might happen. <laughs> Hopefully that doesn't happen. Um, but as long as you did everything right according to the compliancy for that specific industry, your life's a little bit lighter, not too light, I would say, because you mm -hmm. got breached, but you're able to look at it and go, I did everything right. And not only did I get everything right, um, PCI industry, if I didn't do everything right, now I'm getting a fine. Right. Um, I and, might and heavily. It, and yes, and heavily. heavily. Um, if yeah. I'm doing uh, contracts for the DOD or something, I might lose contracts. Now I'm losing revenue uh, because um, I didn't follow the rules. Mm -hmm. uh, because they'll, they'll cut you off, especially when it comes to government contracts. Um, and most of the compliance is once you're out of compliance, you need to get back in before they're going to allow you to use their tools, to use whatever it is that you're using, uh, credit card machines to actually transact, you know, MasterCard, Visa. Um, so it, it definitely helps to mitigate because once again, like we were saying earlier, it's part of your cybersecurity. Right. So that piece of what they ha they have you do to secure that information is really important. Right. So let's go with one more here, Tim. You're on a roll here. Um, so. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, even if you achieve the oh my <laughs> the mecca, the, the mecca, you know, I, 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 I checked all the boxes by the activities I've done, right? Uh, and um, I've been, you know, what are what, what did you call it? Not certified, but uh, attestation. attestation. Yeah, self-attestation. So you 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 attested that you achieved this level. Um, are we done? Are we like, is it all done? Or is this an ever-changing thing? And if it is changing, what do you suggest our viewers do to stay uh, current? Well, I think it's, there are a whole bunch of different sites. All, all compliances have their own sites that they keep up and you can read um, to make sure that you're staying up with all the different controls. And as they come out with new ones, FTC just came out with a new one, PCI DSS-4. I know I'm not supposed to say acronyms, but I am. Um, <laughs> well, you, you've, you've already said what it stands yeah. for. <laughs> um, but there, you know, it actually starts in 2024, but the, all the controls are out. So, I mean, you can actually go to the websites so you can and read everything. And or stay on top of it. you can hire someone like us, you know, shameless plug, um, <laughs> because that's what we do. We make sure we stay up with those compliances. We sure. make sure that we stay up with all the controls that are uh, being changed. As it goes, as we go forward, and that's not even just the major controls where they actually change the actual version, but even the small ones in between, right. like the patches. So, yeah. So, just that's really, really key is that um, you're you're really never done. This is an I keep saying it. It's a activity, yeah. and um, you you know you work out, you get in shape. Do you stop working out? No, you've got to keep. The activity in place. That's where I went wrong. That's 
No. <laughs> Most people, right? So, like, you know, if you hire a third party, they should, even when you, uh, you know, attest, mm-hmm. every three months they should be testing that to make sure there's no new vulnerabilities right. that have been um, well, created. Every time you add something to your network, I mean, how yeah. often do we patch our laptops because of changes, and we don't even change anything right. on our laptops. So, so. so just, just know that you've got to stay on top of it, that's all. Do you want to say that? One I, I do, because that is, um, it, it actually is key, and, and the reason I say that is because some of the compliances require you to do ongoing training and ongoing scanning. Oh, it's built in. So, you know, and, and believe me, we're not the ones telling you have to. It's the government, it's Visa, MasterCard, it's, you know, the healthcare industry. We're just trying to help you, and that's yeah. what you have to know. And is that's that it changed will be an too. In a relationship. Yeah, that's changed yeah. over the last few years, where these yeah. scans now, where we're doing these vulnerability scans more often, instead mm-hmm. of doing it once a year, we're having to do it at least twice a year. And you should be doing it quarterly, like you said. And the fact that everything changes on your network anyway. So much, so fast. So again, the best practice is activity. Like doing things that you should be doing according to yep. whatever you're holding yourself to. Yep. All right. Um, hey, Roman. So listen, we just talked about changes and how to stay up on the changes. Um, yep. Are there any things happening right now that some of our viewers might be, you know, interested in learning about? Like now, now, like right, right Let's now. Let's do it like the next <laughs> twelve to eighteen months. Yes, uh, there are actually absolutely a whole lot of stuff that is happening. Um, we've touched on the payment card industry, right? They are um, they're, they released their controls. Right, so they said, "Hey, here's the rules, and we will give you time until March of 2024." Thumbs up. Uh, Department of Defense has the same mentality. They said, "Here's the rules. We're not going to do anything until October, maybe next year. We'll see." Um, <laughs> you know, and if you're in the car industry or any of the finance industry, payday loans, like things you wouldn't really think of that necessarily needed that um, the federal. Trade Commission put out their safeguards, right? So that's new and in, and improved, if you want, because that started way back when. Well, what version of PCI is out right now? Uh, 4.0. Right. But, so and and it, sounds, it sounds like, oh, they've only had four, but they do like, we just moved from 3.2.1, yeah. which from 3.2 was uh-huh. 3.1, right? So all of these things continuously change. Right. Continuously. Um, and if you want to know more, we always have information going at One Step Secure IT dot com forward slash blogs and you can see everything that's changing yeah all right great great answer man let's go ahead uh, let's go back to tim on this one uh how do cybersecurity uh, um, compliance efforts align uh with the broader uh risk management within organizations so does yeah. this help in that regard oh absolutely i think that you know we remember cybersecurity is either going to generate revenue or it's going to be a cost center, right? You're either using it to make money, ah, as in that's, we, we, we go out there, we make sure that people are staying within their compliance, we make sure that they're doing everything they're supposed to do, have all their documentation, make sure that all the controls are in place. Um, we use it as a revenue generator for us. Mm-hmm. Um, most small businesses, it's a cost center, right? Okay. I have to pay for this in order to stay within a specific compliance. Mm-hmm. But it all has to do with your business anyway. You, you know, we're gonna create, um, uh, we're gonna understand what our critical infrastructure is, which is how we make money. So we look at our infrastructure, we see that we have credit card machines on our network, we have um, 
POSs, and I'm not going to say the acronym because it just flew off my head. What is it? Point of sale. Thank you. Yeah. You would think I'd been in the industry long <laughs> enough to remember that one. Um, so you have your point of sale, you have all these different things that are critical to how you make money. Well, the compliance is, once again, is part of that you build in your, if something happened to my environment, what would happen? Would I lose revenue? Well, if I can't get the person to pay for what they're making or grabbing from your shelves or online, mm -hmm. then I'm losing money. So that's a huge risk. So we're gonna do a business impact analysis on that, a BIA, uh, and look at that environment to see what if this happens. And that's what compliance and security is all about, right? We're trying to stop an incident from happening. We don't want any denial of service. We don't want anybody breaching our accounts. We don't want anybody ransomwareing our environment. We want our environment secure and that's the risk management. Yeah, so what I hear from what you're saying is that uh, if you are held to any standard like compliance or a regulatory requirement, it's, 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 a, it's an overhead. In other words, like I can't run my business without the internet, so that's an expense, right? Well, the internet's also helping you make money. Correct. Right? So I view compliance as a competitive advantage. Absolutely. So, um, so I I feel that businesses that promote that they're protecting their clients by achieving this level of security, mm -hmm. they're actually one upping their competition. So I view it all as really as a right as a foundational requirement, but as a moneymaker. Yeah, and we even yeah. had that conversation the other day because reputation which is something we always forget about when it comes to being hit. Yeah. Um, compliance does help with reputation as well. It actually builds confidence in what you're selling and how you're handling your, your finances, Absolutely. your environment, your controls. Good, well thanks. Um, so let's, uh, let's kind of wrap this episode up. Um, Roman, are there any uh, additional considerations or advice that you might give uh, a business owner, an executive, or that person that is now responsible for achieving compliance, um, how to how to maybe navigate getting there. You know, any any additional advice from what you've additional, already additional you know? additional. Um, honestly, run for the hill. No, um, what I would <laughs> what I honestly would say is, um, and this this might be for your regulatory industry as well, is train or hire somebody internal that can be on top of this. They can. They can study it, they receive the emails, um, so that they can help you from an internal aspect. Um, because the other half of it is hire a third party company, which uh, Tim had mentioned, and sometimes that's gonna be both. So I would say that Absolutely. is gonna be your best bet is to get somebody internal that knows it. So even if you do hire a third party, you have a contact point that speaks the same language. Yeah, and unless you're a larger company that can afford a full-time, let's say, compliance um, officer, it's almost better uh, from a legal perspective to have that arm's length Absolutely. Uh, gap between the person that's doing it, the company that's doing it, uh, and getting, you know, getting it done. Uh, agreed. So. Agreed. Uh, but and, and again, some of that. And that's why I mentioned the regulatory uh, need is FTC says you have to have somebody in your company mm, to do it. Okay. So you have to train and hire that. Are they going to know everything? No. So have a third party to help you out. So it's like, okay, this is what I did. Is it correct? Third party can validate it. 
boom, you're safe. Yeah, and most of the time it's a compliance officer. They'll actually say who is your compliance officer right. or who is the person who's heading up your security, and you have to name someone internal. Right. Usually, yeah. though, a lot of the smaller companies, the CEO, the CFO, um, COA. Yeah. <laughs> All of the acronyms out there. It's usually, C- we tried so hard. Yeah. We tried so hard. We just always, couldn't do it. I, all right. I always ruin it. That's so all sorry. right. No. You, know, no, you, you are Mr. We got to get you Mr. Acronym. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. We really, really appreciate it. Um, and if you're listening to it on a podcast, uh, please take the time to go ahead and, and, and review us and subscribe. If this is YouTube you're watching it on, go ahead and like and subscribe. Uh, so you get informed of our latest content. So everybody, thank you for watching and have a great day. Cheers.